0: Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35-30, Damian Williams 20, stays in bounds, 15-10-5, touchdown, Kansas City! Go- go- it is it is. The Damian Williams, touchdown. Here comes the Williams, acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa, a la 20, a la 10, touchdown! Uh, Damien Williams, uh, Williams runs to immortality! And Chief's Kingdom, get ready to welcome your champions!
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um This evening you've got a hosted by me, Neil Blair. I'm joined by Tom O'Neary. how are you?
2: Very good, thanks. And
1: Duncan Smart, Duncan, sings things?
3: Uh, very well, thanks. Uh, still no haircut and still no tiger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good to hear. Safety for everyone there. Well, exactly. Um, so this evening we've just finished recording um, an interview with a special guest. And so we are going to go pretty much straight into that now. And then you'll kind of get us on the back end of that, having a chat about what we've just talked about. But... Um, let me drop in the audio of our interview with uh, Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer Teres Paler. Okay, so now we're going to be joined by um, an absolute legend of the journalism world, I think, in my opinion. Um, we have Yahoo's senior NFL writer and Kansas City resident Teres Paler's joined us. Teres, how are you doing?
0: I'm great. How are you guys doing? Thank you for yep. the nice intro.
1: We're <laughs> good, thanks. Um, Terrence, I'm going to start by saying I'm not someone who listens to podcasts, okay? I'm a Spotify music kind of guy, but there is one podcast that I listen to every week, week in, week out, and that is your podcast, the Yahoo NFL Sports. Um, I, The obvious question I have to ask you is, how the hell have you managed to do two podcasts a week every week through this shit show? That is
0: so- <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, it, me and Charles are like friends in real life, so like we kind of just you know, it's it's easy for us. Like we put a lot of work into the podcast, but it's not. And it, we do we put a lot of work into it, but it's not like hard labor because we enjoy talking to each other. And then you know. Like NFL news is ramping up, but when we haven't had a ton of NFL news, you know, I mean, we spent two hours breaking down Rudy. You know, like we can yeah. do that. We can um, <laughs> we can we can spend 20 minutes debating about fries like we you know, we can. It's easy. It's easy for us to fill that time with things we think are funny and interesting. So um, that I mean, you're right, though. It, it was quiet there for a while. But believe me, guys, it's, it's picking right on back up like this NFL news cycle doesn't stop really and it's it's picking up right here well i mean there's so much going on in the
1: world at the moment I and mean, we've got coronavirus obviously uh, <laughs> we were just talking before we came about the travel restrictions uh, training camps in each location and not traveling to we've had the virtual draft we've had all the social justice and the george floyd stuff like how, how has that impacted you like as a journalist over the course of the spring
0: yeah that's a great question i um the, the <laughs> it affects because i can't travel for work anymore um and you make you build sources by traveling and meeting people so I've the people i've already met in zoom calls and phone calls and texts and e- like to try to build it in in different ways um i expect that's going to be my life for a while you know, I, I don't see myself traveling in NFL games, um, or at least I, I just I can't really see it right now. I just we don't know how safe it is. There's still so much we got to learn. You know, there's still so much we got to figure out here in America. So, um, it it it's a challenge because there's a lot of things you like to go to in the off season. I typically go to a spot or two, um, in the off season and do reporting from another city, but that hasn't happened. And I probably, I'm, I mean, I might not go anywhere until 2021. Like, I just don't know. So there's, you're just the best with what you can with what you have and you're doing the best you can and letting the chips fall where they may, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like this week there's been a, a small bit of, Quarterback news. So, how did it feel to break the second biggest story of the week there this afternoon?
0: Oh, that's, Matt, so, Matt funny. that's <laughs> so funny. That's uh, so funny. Well, I mean, listen, I think we're all hoping to get the big one, right, Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I was able to confirm that. And uh, I'm happy for um, Mahomes. You know, he's a good kid. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he wants... He wants to be great. He wants to leave a legacy, and he's always wanted that, and he wants to do it in Kansas City, which is really special for the people who live here. So, uh, you know, that that's a cool thing, especially since I – as a Detroit native I know what it's like to kind of be in a city tortured by his football team. Now, Kansas City Chiefs fans, y'all don't have <laughs> as bad as Lions fans, okay? Yeah. Y- even before the came around, it wasn't that as bad as Lions fans, but – Chiefs fans were tortured, so it's kind of cool to see how quickly things can change for a city when the right guy comes. Um, you know, Matt Moore caught wind of that. Um, I, I think it is interesting, though, because they already have Chad Henney, and I think it's just, you know, this is going to be the COVID season. In 10 years, that's what we're going to look back at this season as, and all it's going to take is one test to potentially um, wipe out your quarterback room, so you're going to want to have depth there, right? And um, more as a guy who started game for them last year who is a competent guy if he's got to play a little bit he can do it i just i think you're going to want as much depth as possible everywhere this year because this is going to be the most random nfl season we've seen (laughs) maybe ever
1: is this going to be keeping three quarterbacks on the roster then do you think
0: um yeah i i I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't know that for sure, but I think if you have both of them and you sign both, it's because you know, hey, you know, this season might be a little unusual. We need to make sure there's always a guy under center that understands Andy's complicated offense. Um, Like, the verbiage is the verbiage, guys. You know what I mean? Um, That means that the guys that are in camp, the guys that are learning this stuff, they're going to be on speed dial. Like, even when they have to cut down the rosters to some degree, like, you're going to need to know guys who first and foremost know what the verbiage is and what the plays are. Um, that's the bottom line. And the more quarterbacks you have that know that they're on speed dial, the better. Same for any other position. And that's all that's about. Yeah, and you said on
3: the podcast uh, a couple of times that in this kind of weird year of all years, you know, the Chiefs bringing back so many starters, guys that they're comfortable with you know uh, the the more we, we learn about coronavirus and the effect it's having it, it just seems like it's the best decision that they could possibly have made yeah
0: yeah yeah we uh is it cuz what you don't want to do is start a kid at quarterback this year um you know guys has been in, been with the team for months you know both more more's played enough football that you know he could pop in and play without a whole lot of um, you know him Henny and Mahomes they're in good hands man so it's just protecting it's just protecting that protecting um, the ability to actually call and run plays in an NFL game which they need to obviously have um, if they want to repeat which they obviously do. do do you think
1: they've got the best possible situation to repeat this year with everything that's going on like I've heard you say the best coach team's are going to do well this year. Like, Mm -hmm. who are those best coached teams? Obviously, Andy Reid has got to be in that conversation. Who else is in that conversation?
0: He's in that Mount Rushmore for sure. Um, All the teams, so like, Seattle's well coached, Pete Carroll, Belichick, obviously, the Ravens, John Harbaugh, very, very well coached. Um, the 49ers really well coached with Kyle Shanahan, Robert Sala, who's going to be a head coach in this league before you know it. Um, you know, all Oh, the, um, you know, Bruce Arians is a good coach too. Like I, I just, I feel like it's going to potentially be random in certain spots because it's going to come down to like a battle of attrition, which team is the healthiest, but all things considered, the good coaching is really, really going to matter. And so is continuity. So, like, it matters that the Chiefs are bringing back a bunch of their starters. It matters that they're bringing back to their backups. Like, more NFL players are going to log snaps this season than ever before. Like, dollars of donuts. More guys are going to collect game checks this year, right? Um, And when you have a situation like that where – The talent advantage can be negated a little bit by sickness or roster attrition or whatever. The coaches that do the best job of teaching and fitting the scheme to what their players can do will be at an advantage. So I think we've seen that offensively with Andy Reid. I mean, he is unbelievable at just fitting whatever he needs to do to whatever he's got. Like, I'll never get the 2014 where he didn't have a receiver catch a touchdown. And he still went nine and seven. That is so hard to do. So,
2: so you mentioned, um, starting a rookie quarterback this year in all of years, we've got one in our division in, um, Justin Herbert with the chargers who we actually play week two. Is that a situation where you think that we might end up not actually seeing Herbert until later in the season?
0: Maybe, maybe because like right now, man, he'd be getting those on field reps and he's mm. not, And that matters, you know. OTAs do matter, Um, especially for rookies. And I just I don't know. He needs to build the rapport with his receivers. And I don't hate Tyrod Taylor anyway. I I think like Taylor takes care of the football. He's elusive. Like he's gonna fit what they want to do, which is basically the Kyle Shanahan. The, the McVay scheme, right? They're going to run the football. It's going to be outside zone. They're going to play action and boot off that Tyron Taylor fits that. And eventually Justin Herbert certainly will too, which means that he could play early because it's not that hard to kind of master, but there's no real picture him to start him in my opinion, because I think mm-hmm. Taylor's going to be competent, um, at least until, um, Herbert gets enough of the on-field reps to clearly surpass him. Just looking at Mahomes' contract and
1: what he's got, like I don't think you'll find a Chiefs fan who isn't going to say half a billion dollars, that's money well spent. And there's not going to be many fans from other teams that I've seen that have said anything other than the Chiefs have overspent and they've tied up so much of the cap. And you keep seeing this stat and this has been driving Duncan crazy for a couple of days here, <laughs> but the, the, there has not been a quarterback who has been paid more than 13.1% of the cap, won the Super Bowl like since 94 and Steve young, like did we, we were talking before you came on board here. We were just saying like, surely the name of the game is you get the best quarterback out there. Yeah. Like, it's a
0: quarterback driven league. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what i would say to you, Dunk. Um, Here's my like. Here's the thing, the the problem isn't paying a quarterback a lot of money. The problem is paying the wrong quarterback a lot of money, and <laughs> and, and, and like back. in this instance, it's like a wrong, the wrong quarterback could be like. Here's the thing, you Mahomes is gonna be the fourth, you know what I'm saying. So just in my opinion, trust me, you know I grew up in Detroit, man. Lions, Stafford has been hampered by basically his coaching for much of his career. But, like, still, we the the Lions fans never been able to cheer for somebody as talented as Mahomes. You don't want those problems. Like, this is a guy you keep. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's already won an MVP. He makes it a little – like, does the contract – is it going to be significant? Yeah, but, you know, before the COVID thing started really percolating, guys, people across the league thought the cap would, like, blow past $300 million sooner rather than later. You know, um, and if that's the case, you know Mahomes' contract wouldn't be that um, significant. So um, I, I just think getting him locked up for over a decade, have knowing what the numbers are, so you can work around it. It's just hard, it's hard to argue against just doing that if you can. Um, now, will will it increase the degree of difficulty? Yeah. Like, hey, listen, you better hit on your draft picks. You can't miss a free agency. You got to develop those guys. Um, but you know you're already winning the game because you've already got the best young well the best player in the league and uh you know i do think make a run at all-time go status as possible i know that's a lot but you know he'll probably play to his 40 knowing how much he loves the game and you know um as long as he's got the coaching and support around him he'll be competing to be at least in the afc championship game almost every season
3: uh, music to my ears to music to my ears. <laughs> I mean, so I think my, my, my argument with that, with the 13% number, is that it's, it's fine, it's a fact, right, you can't dispute that, but what I don't hear is anyone with a solution, like, what's the point, like, get keep Matthew Stafford, like you say, you know, or right, you know, or, or underpay your quarterback somehow, you know, and then what is he incentivized to, to to get out as soon as you can, I, I I'm, I'm all in with you, I think that uh, I have absolutely no problem with the numbers in Mahomes'
1: contract. Yeah. And and one of the problems then with Mahomes' contract is the Chiefs are going to lose players that they like because they just can't afford to keep them. Is Chris Jones going to be the first player of that ilk then?
0: See, and that's the thing. I don't know. I actually kind of think that had like COVID not happened and you kind of got the specter of the cap going down next year, I think they might have worked something out already. Like I, I just maybe, maybe they would have come to the number that Chris needs, right? Um, but it's an issue not knowing what the cap number is going to be next year. Like we just don't know if it sinks significantly for like the first time. Um, that that's going to put them in a real bind, um, which which makes you wonder what it, like what can you do with Jones? Because one thing Mahomes had going for him is that he had his cap numbers for this year and next year already. I mean, he was on there. Like, that was going to happen. Jones doesn't have a cap number next year. So, um, you know, that, that's a little different. They'd have to come up with that. Do I think that there's still a middle ground that could be reached? I, I do. I do think there's a chance he could be here in the long term. And understand I, things can change quickly in this league, okay? So I just, you know, I'm, I'm telling you what I know right now. But um, I think the Chiefs are going to have to raise their offer. Right? they're gonna have to pay him what he's worth and I think that Jones would have to be open to something creative right that helps them get through the next two years cap wise um, before all the before the giant you know giant giant money kicks in so you know we'll see we have to July 15th but I do know this I think Chiefs fans should hope something gets worked out because Jones is a really good player um, who's only 26 years old he just turned 26 who's in who's like an emotional Um, you know, inspirational leader on the team in the sense that he plays with a lot of enthusiasm and he's loved here and he's better off with them. They're better off with him than the other way, which wouldn't be the end of the world if they had to trade him for picks because they need picks. Um, But it wouldn't be ideal. It's certainly not as good as just keeping a very, very good player that you need to win the Super Bowl.
2: Do you think that's something that could get done within five days? Because I heard Patrick Mahomes contract was over a hundred pages long.
0: I know. Um, I know.
2: I know. Like a deal of that magnitude.
0: Know. Um, is it
2: something we could realistically even consider happening in the next five days?
0: The, I, I think the thing about Mahomes' deal was because it was basically unprecedented in terms yeah. of years and the guarantee mechanisms I, I think jones's would be a little bit more straightforward so maybe mm-hmm. maybe but it, it it, you know guys it all it, again depends on hey you know numbers gonna have to get closer to where what what jones deserves and we all know that's 21 million um and then he'd have to be willing to kind of accommodate some things to make um make make it a little easier on the chiefs to accommodate it this year and next year be, be creative I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen right? I I want to be very clear with that. I don't know what's Mm going to happen, but um, I do think Chiefs fans should hope they find a way to keep him.
1: Is it possible if the cap does come down, that other teams are going to look at him and say, 21 million, Jesus, a lot of money. (laughs) Like, we, we don't have that room now that the cap has come down, and he ends up taking less because of that, and then possibly ends up in Kansas City still at a lower deal.
0: Jones is the most is one of the most is one of the rare assets in football in the sense that he's a in his prime athletic pass rushing defensive lineman. You need those guys to win Super Bowls and you need two of them. Right. You need a couple of those guys. So I actually think if the Chiefs were forced to trade him, um, they'd have suitors, just in my opinion, because there are a lot of teams that could use this guy. And teams do have space, even though, like you said, I do think it's interesting to know guys aren't getting extended right now, right? Um, like, aside from Mahomes and a couple guys that have gotten traded, at the guys aren't really getting extended, but I do think it's so rare. I do think he can get that money elsewhere if he's really got his heart set on just, I want the money, period
2: i think he's got a bit of leverage because uh, i just saw on his instagram he's actually got the lombardi trophy at his house <laughs> so he, he's got a little bit of leverage at the moment if you want i'll give that back
0: that's hilarious yeah just keep it and be like <laughs> give me my contract." <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can see how that could work
1: yeah um now on your podcast terrors, would it be fair to say that you're not averse to giving out a bit of gambling advice
0: um <laughs> you know I, I, i'll say if i'm like giving a p- i actually i don't you know it's funny that i do that too because like i don't really you know you're not don't a gambler really, yourself i'm not at all but i just i love the game and i study the game and i just see things so like i know people play football to they play I mean, they watch football because of gambling in a lot of instances, so why wouldn't I tell you that I think Cam Newton is a great choice for comeback player of the year? A great <laughs> bet. I, I think I should, I should share that with
1: you if I feel that. Okay, so based on that, we're going to go through a few which is the better bet scenarios here. Okay. So I, I'll give you a couple of choices. I'll go to Duncan first, then Tomo, and then Terras so that the two of them don't get their answers biased by yours. Ooh. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so which – is more likely with the Chiefs on Mahomes's 12 year contract. How many Super Bowl wins for Mahomes in those 12 years? I've set the over under at three and a half. Duncan, uh, including the one we've already got. No, from now on,
3: <laughs> he's already trying to cheat. Uh, I'll, I'll, oh, under three, under okay, three. Tom. Oh. It's too hard.
2: I think you said it pretty nicely. I'm going to go over just because I think we're going to be competing every year. Um, uh, why not? With of anything's possible.
0: See, I think that um, if I had to bet on the number, I would pick three, right? Um, I, but but like, I'm not really willing to bet against Mahomes at all out of principle. Like, I like I would never, <laughs> like, I would never bet against him. During week 16, I would never bet it gets him in the playoffs. Just on general principle, you never bet against get Patrick Mahomes ever because I think he can go down as the GOAT. As a matter of fact, I wrote a column in February saying I think he's going to challenge Tom Brady um, as the all-time GOAT, which means he'd need to approach Brady 6. So I'm, I'm just going to say over our principle. like You just don't – like this guy is special. That's a lot. Though. That's a lot. Just out of principle, I don't want to be on record saying, "Oh, I don't know if Mahomes can get. <laughs> he's, <the most laughs> he's arguably the most talented player ever." So, so
1: just out of interest, then, how many Super Bowls would he need to win, do you
0: think, to make the contract he's been given worthwhile? I mean, guys, you could make an argument that as long as he gets another one, I mean, you can make an argument it's worthwhile as long as there's as long as he continues to. I just don't know what else the Chiefs were expected to do here, right? Like I just mm-hmm. he already won Super Bowl MVP. Like you got to reward it. You got to pay, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I guess you look back on it and say if he didn't win another one it'd be a disappointment, just like Aaron Rodgers, right? Like Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, he's a cinch Hall of Famer, but people are like, "Wow, that guy only won one? Wow." Um that would be a disappointment, but as long as he wins like another one, no one's ever going to say that about Pat. Um and, like, it's, it's really unfair to expect him to win six. It's unfair to expect him to win three. It's hard just to win one, right? But um, he's just so talented. It's more of a show of respect for how talented he is. Okay, next question. Mahomes
1: MVP or Clyde Edwards Hilaire Offensive Rookie of the Year? Duncan. Uh, Mahomes. Okay. Tomo? Say it again. I missed that. Um... Mahomes to win the MVP or Clyde edwards Hilaire to win Offensive Rookie of the Year?
2: I, have to, I I love the idea of Clyde, but I'm going to go with Pat again.
0: Okay, Terrace. I'm going to go with Pat because the quarterbacks that play really like Burrow. Burrow's in a, in Cincinnati. Burrow's in a great position to have to win Rookie of the Year. He's got three really good receivers. He's got a great running back in Joe Mixon, um, an offensive line that should be better with Jonah Williams. Um, I, I really like Burrow as um, offensive rookie of the year. So it's got more to do with him than than Clyde, who I think is going to be uncoverable um, as a pass receiver out of the backfield.
1: Well, that leads me to my next one, funnily enough. Clyde Woodsellere, more yards rushing or more yards receiving? Duncan.
3: Uh, rushing. Uh, we've got... Our our uh, our wideouts need need to eat, uh, so I think he'll get the rushing yards.
2: Okay, Tomo, I'm going to go receiving just because we've got Damien Williams there as well. Um, I think that Clyde's going to be great out of the backfield, especially on third downs and stuff. I could see him popping some real big ones this year. So I'm going to I'm going
0: to go uh, receiving. Terrace. Um. I'm gonna go rushing, but it's gonna be close. It's gonna be really close, and it wouldn't surprise me if it is receiving because Damien, you know, was a Super Bowl hero. Like I expect him to play this year. He'll get a decent number of snaps, but but there are not many running backs that can do what Clyde can do out of the backfield. So I'd expect him as long as his blocking is on point, and that's something to pay attention to. Um, cause they, he often ran routes out of the backfield last year with LSU. Um, as long as his blocking's cool, um, he could be the third round back, but like that, see, that's the kind of thing I wish in like a normal, in like a normal year, I would be going to OTAs to see how he's doing at that in camp. Like, that's what I, that's one of the things I'm really interested to see how he would do, because if he put it this way, you're not putting 15 in harm's way. So like, here's the thing. It's not like an effort thing. It's just that you never really know how these guys are going to do at it till they get here, um, in this league. So I, I, that's the thing. I'd really be interested in seeing.
1: Okay, that's good. Um, next one: Chiefs to go undefeated or to average forty-five points a game. Dunk. Well, you know, I uh,
3: let's like say we're not condoning betting on this podcast, uh, <laughs> but. But, I ha- but I have a financial investment in the Chiefs going nineteen and zero, so. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> sticking
2: to that I, I knew that <laughs> uh, off To average 45 there's got to be some Some overs in there you'd have thought <laughs> and, uh, I think Andy doesn't I don't think he's going to be that harsh On some teams so I'll, uh, I'll get you
0: on Okay, Terrence? Um, I will say uh, I think COVID's going to like you could just lose your offensive line. You're starting offensive line in on like Thursday. So I I think it's going to be hard for any team to go undefeated this year. So I'll go 45 points a game cuz I think that um you know, I mean, weren't they kind of close 2 years ago when they yeah. had Kareem Hunt? Mm-hmm. So yep. I think I think Edwards-Hilaire could be at pretty close to could be Hunty like you know, uh, Kareem Hunty as far as yeah. his contribution. So yeah, I like that. Yeah
1: yep okay cool and then the last one who's going to have the most sex, Frank Clark or Chris
3: Jones Duncan. <laughs> Duncan. Um, <laughs> I'm going I'm to go Clark just the, the risk that Jones sits some of the some of the early season
2: okay yeah I'll, I'll go I'll go Frank as well I mean the way he played at the end of last year when he was healthy it's just crazy so I'm going to go with him as well
0: Teres um I mean, I think it'll be close, but I'll. I feel like I'd be going against my patented saying of contract here <laughs> is undefeated <laughs> if I don't pick Jones. So I'm going pick Jones because if he has to play on that contract, it's, it's going to be sack season. You believe that, and he'll be hunting those sacks <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was going Jones
1: there as well, purely because of your saying that the contract season is undefeated. <laughs> um,. So m- moving on from that we just wanted to take a quick look at the other challenges in the AFC just to kind of run through division by division. Um AFC West has anyone improved enough to challenge the Chiefs?
0: Not this year but they're coming. I think the AFC West is talented. um, um yeah I think the Raiders offense might end up being pretty good this year actually. They got two tackles. Yeah, they got two tackles. I think Ruggs is they're going to have Ruggs and Waller Running the coverage off, which is going to open up things for Josh Jacobs. Um, their issue was is Carr, but he's fine. Yeah. Like, I. It- that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they finally beat the Chiefs once this year. Like, it, you know, it, it, John wants to beat – like, John wants to beat his good friend Andy Reid very, very badly. Um, so, it, they're coming. I like Drew Locke. I think they like him in, in Denver. And I really like the receivers they've kind of put there, right? Like, Judy, um, Cortland Sutton, Hamler. That's going to be all right. Believe that. And then, um, you know, the Chargers are building a defense custom-made to stop Mahomes. So, um none of those teams are going to beat the chiefs this year but i think the afc west if there any if there's anything that gets in the way of the chiefs building a dynasty it might be the competency the oncoming competency of the afc west i do think those other teams have some hope but uh obviously not as much as the chiefs
1: yeah um afc east is it just a straight shootout between the bills and the patriots
0: Pretty much, not crazy about the Jets. Not crazy about the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins will be scrappy this year, though. I think they'll be flirting with five hundred. Um, but no, the Patriots are going to win. and Buffalo will get a really good run too. But both those teams will make the playoffs. But yeah, it's, it's mainly those two teams in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, the AFC South, I've got written down
1: shite question mark because <laughs> I, I personally, you could throw a hat over the Colts, Texans, and Titans, and I don't see anything. That threatens anyone between them.
0: Am I wrong? Um, yeah, I, that's an interesting division. I think Houston might take a step back unless Watson has an MVP season, which is possible. But I like how Tennessee's built its team, and I also really like what the Colts, just in general, like if Frank Reich believes in Philip Rivers, so do I. So I guess I will pick them to win that division. But that is a competitive division. It'll be fun to see how that shakes out. Okay, cool. And then AFC North, I've got bloodbath written down.
1: Um, <laughs> s- Steelers and Browns potentially could be very good. Oh yeah, Burrow actually- as a possible X factor with the Bengals.
0: I think the I think the Bengals are going to suffer from being in that division. Um, I think they'll be competent, but they're just going to lose like 13 games because it's a tough division. I think Cleveland, I know, I know, we all, but the offense fits, the scheme fits the offense really, really well, and Baker should be motivated to have a bounce back year. Obviously, the Steelers are always competent. Um, you know, there are three good teams in that division, and the Bengals are going to suffer for that. But I, I kind of secretly like what they're building on offense there.
1: So, do. Do they have enough to take enough games off the Ravens to give Chiefs a good shot at the number one seed? Because the number one seed is kind of a bigger deal now than it yeah. was.
0: I definitely think it's possible. Um, you know, but but here's the thing. The Ravens are going to be motivated after that loss to the Titans. You know, it. everyone's talking about how Lamar can't throw. So, OK, uh, he's, he's probably going to show you this year. I'm a big Lamar guy. I think he's special. I think that team is motivated. I, they're the team in the way of the Chiefs in 2020. Um, and they actually have the quarterback with the playmaking ability to scare you, which most teams don't. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But I love their offseason. I think the Ravens offseason was awesome, especially the draft. So um, I'm, I'm ready for like an epic Chiefs Ravens playoff game. Here can can or you see Baltimore, that coming? It'd that, be awesome.
1: Can you see that as being the AFC Championship game for like yeah. the next three or four years?
0: Yeah, like I'm, I'm ready for the Chiefs Ravens to be Cowboys 49ers from the early nineties. Yeah. I'm so ready for that.
1: Yeah, two young, exciting quarterbacks going hammer and tongs at each other. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all in on that as well.
3: <laughs> we've, we got the, the Ravens early week three. I, i not, I can't specifically yeah, yes, remember. So, yeah. Um which might set the the tone for the race for the one seed. But Teresa, if you you know we have said that go, even just going to any games might be difficult this year. If you could if you could go to one of the Chiefs games this year, which one would you would you pick?
0: Hmm. Let me see. Well I mean, let's see. I love that question. Um I mean it's Chiefs Ravens. I, I mean I think that game is going to tell us a lot. It's actually in Baltimore this year. They're going to be Baltimore's going to be really motivated to show that they're a championship contender, like for real, for real. And the Chiefs would to be looking to defend the crown against a team that many people think are like, you know, um, you know, right there with them. So that game's going to be lit. Like it's going to be on fire. And I, you know, if, if put it this way, if I was traveling like normal, that's definitely a game I would have gone to. 100%
1: do you think we're gonna have fans at games this year
0: because like we're, we're watching the premiership
1: at the moment uh, the english soccer and there's no crowds at games they're playing the games and you're watching on tv you've got crowd noise kind of substituted over the top and you kind of got used to it do you think like it, it's probable or possible that there's going to be no fans
0: um i think it's possible there's no fans the problem is, like, executives and stuff don't even know what's going to happen. They don't know how many people are going to be in there. They don't know if people are going to be in there, which scares me. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty still left to go. So we're going to have to see how that shakes out. But honestly, nothing that happens with attendance, whether that's no fans or some fans, will surprise me.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, right. I think we're good there. Terrace, I know you're a busy man. I know you're kind of on a time limit here. Um, I think we've taken enough of your time for now really appreciate you coming on thank you very much uh, i will say to our listeners yahoo sports nfl podcast go and listen to it because that's where we get our information <laughs> from so <laughs> go go and listen to them rate and review them all that kind of stuff you know do what you need to do there guys but they're well well worth a listen Um uh, Pre- thank you very much
0: appreciate that guys and uh Yeah, please go to my podcast and rate and review it, man. We'd uh, we'd appreciate that support. So keep doing good work, guys. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, Therese. Thank you. All right, see you.
1: Okay, guys, so that was our interview with Teres that we recorded a little earlier on. Um, How was it for you, Tomo? Was that
2: fun? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Teres, I think you you said it at the start there, um, Neil, about that's where we get our info from, and... Therese is is a great guy as we've had the lucky opportunity to speak to him but I can say that he's a guy that I really really respect and you know that the information that him and Charles are putting out on their podcast in particular and on their Twitter is gonna be legit and it's just really, really great for us that he happened to have connections to Kansas City because we just get those little inside scoops a little bit a little bit more towards the Chiefs, which is just great. I think he's amazing.
1: D- Duncan, do you feel any less confident about
3: your bet on the unbeaten season now you've just heard what he had to say? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I can't blame coronavirus because uh, that was well on the go before I put the bet on. Um, but I have to admit, the more, um, the more, the more coronavirus. The more the effects I think are felt, and the kind of long-running effects I felt, the less confident I am. Mostly because, I'm um, just not convinced we're going to get a full 16-game season, I think. I think I've got my bet on specifically the Chiefs 16-0, and so quite how that works out if the thing's curtailed. Because none of those jabroni teams are beating us. We're still going perfect, just whether that's 19 or not, I don't know.
1: So it's however many games we play. You're confident we're going to win them all. Well,
3: why not? Absolutely. No, I mean, when you've got Mahomes
1: as your quarterback, why not? Exactly. I mean, if you went to the bookies, like if you got a Paddy Powers website now, you'd probably find the Chiefs a favourite for every game.
3: Well, I said that on our, the the night that the, the contract got announced, I did some quick uh, back of the envelope maths and came up with a number around, I don't know, 200 and something, 40 ish, I think. Games, but as I, we're favourites for every single one of our next 200x number of games now with, with Mahomes. homes um, I, I just I, I can't see that anyone's going to be favoured above us
1: Are we all happy with the contract? I mean it seems crazy like someone being given half a billion dollars and you're going yeah that's good value lads yeah well done you've <laughs> done all right there are we all happy on it?
2: Yeah I mean what, whatever it takes to get Pat here and secure him here for the next 12 years is, is okay with me, I really don't care I'm slightly relieved in a way that it's not a cap-tied percentage thing because mm. um, it just gives us more flexibility down the road uh, the back end of his contract was probably going to be a few renego- renegotiations there so we don't have to pay £60 million the one year, but we, we don't know what the cap's going to look like um, and we might have incredible value near the back end of that
1: Duncan, are you happy?
2: Yeah, totally. Um,
3: I mean, the number's massive, but um, he's he's as as Tyra says, he's the best player in the league. Um, he's, he's worth every penny, and I think there's been a lot of stuff we, we've had it in our WhatsApp group. Whatever you know, there's a lot of haters from other teams saying that we're you know we've we've spunked the money away now on. You, you know, we're cap hell, this, you know, we're not going to win that. These are people that just read big numbers and haven't quite looked at yeah. the details, I think. Yeah. It's huge. He's the highest paid player by quite a long way. I saw a thing which was like, um, it was a progression of the highest paid players in the league. And I mean, for a start, there are some uh average players on it.
1: Is uh, that the list that Derek Kerr was one of
3: the highest players? It's a strange old list. But, you know, what, we, what I liked about it is that the increments, the biggest increment there's been over the last 10 players has been three and a half million a year, which I think was the leap that Russell Wilson got, or that Brees got at one point. And there's Mahomes is now, if he use the 45 million number, 10 million more, you know, than, than Russell Wilson gets. And that's, that's a measure of, of how much better he is than everybody else.
1: How many years until someone tops him then?
3: Probably not that many you know every quarterback is now looking to get mega bucks Uh, you know a lot of stuff you see people saying that Dak Prescott's the biggest you know one of the biggest beneficiaries of of Mahomes deal because he's gonna his price has gone up and that's that for me is another you know another tick in the box for the deal is that six years down the line when Mahomes getting whatever the number will be he's gonna look cheap Compared to these other guys that are go- that are getting um, that are going to be getting the incrementally higher deals as the as the you know as the cap goes up as you know just just the natural progression of the of the money um, it's a great deal all around.
1: Well, as Tara said, as long as you're not paying the wrong quarterback big money, you should be okay. And we're certainly not doing that. I mean, for me, Dak Prescott. I'm not sure I no. would be paying forty million a season to him. If you've got Andy Dalton on the bench earning 15 or 20, I'd, I'd probably take my chances with Andy Dalton, to be perfectly honest.
2: No, I agree. I don't... I, just why well, I don't understand that Prescott thing, to be honest, I, I'm not really sure... Like, I'm sure he's great, but I'm not really sure how he's become this this guy that's, that's holding out for crazy, crazy money. I think it's just a result of the Cowboys not dealing with it, which is what I like with the Mahomes deal. We've just gone ahead secured the guy that we want, um, he's our guy, and it's all sorted, There's not, we're not going to have any of this drama, we've got a happy quarterback, and I like the fact he's self-aware as well, you know, like that press conference the other day, he was mentioning like he wants to keep good players around him, which is a massively good sign for the Chiefs, it seems like he's already been pretty, he's got a good number, don't get me wrong though, but um, he seems to have been pretty flexible with the way it's structured as well, so I think he, he really, really wants success He's got the money now, but success is obviously a massive, massive thing to him.
1: Mm. Yeah. don't Duncan, anything to add to that?
3: No, nope, I think that, I mean, I, for one, I'm actually really pleased for him as well. I Like, he is... He's um, a nice lad, isn't he? He is. You know, it's, it's said a lot, but it's true that he's you know he's humble, um, he's self-aware. Um, he's, he's massively talented as well. You know, on top of that, he's kansas city is a small it's a small american football market and i mean i've not been to i've not been to any other american football uh, cities in america but from what i can gather the connection between the people in kansas city and the team is is really really strong really special they feel you know they feel that the chiefs are a community club you know that's a, that's a term we use in our football over here but they feel like that they feel really intrinsically linked to the people of Kansas City and he seems to fit in there so well mm. you know he you know um he lives there um you know in the off seasons as well you know he he's a part of that community he's you know he spends time there he does stuff you know his charity work is there as well um i i think um I think he deserves everything that he gets in the, in the positive sense. And I you, think know, it's you know who
1: all of that reminds me of is Drew Brees at the Saints. Saints very, very linked to the city of New Orleans, coming on the back of Katrina and everything that Saints did for the city and everything Drew Brees has done, all of that's kind of going, Yeah, Mahomes is ticking all of those boxes there.
3: I hear that. Uh, Mahomes has ticked a few better boxes than Drew Brees has in <laughs> yeah, the, the last couple of months. <laughs> And I would expect that to continue as well. Yeah, so would I.
1: And Chris Jones has five days to sign. Is anyone confident? No. <laughs> no, <not> me either. <laughs> I,
2: I, I, said, I said to Torres in that in that interview, like, is it even possible to get this sort of deal done? So the complexity that it must be, even if it's a relatively simple MF, NFL deal, you'd imagine we're going to have to move some money around somewhere to 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 get him on the roster and. I don't know i just i'm i'm skeptical that it's going to get done this close i feel like if they'd have wanted to get it done it would probably have already been done but who knows maybe they were waiting for the mahomes contract and all systems jones now maybe
3: <laughs> i think that um well the last time that we spoke uh, you know he that was when he'd referenced on bell and potentially sitting out here and whatever and i think that his his social media, the tone of his social media in the last few days is much different to that. Uh, I would say, and I think that um, at the very least, it looks like I would be I would be astonished if he doesn't sign the tag yeah. and come back and play next year. Um, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's it's all very positive now, the, the stuff that he's posting, which is which is good. And he is a man of his word. Like he he, he tweeted out after the um, the the Patriots. D. Ford, Shebang, uh you know, he, he tweeted out that, you know, he guaranteed us the ring the next year, so you know, he's a man of his word, so yeah. um I'm confident he'll play next year. Uh hopefully they'll play next year. And I guess that gives him a year to to shuffle things about in the cap and uh maybe get a deal done. Yeah, well as we were talking about with Teresa, what's the
1: cap gonna look like? I mean who knows? how much impact Covid's going to have on the NFL season and the finances and y- you would imagine there's going to be games played because if they don't the TV deals are going to want to be refunded and like nobody's going to want to do that And I- I'd be surprised if there were crowds at games but uh, I'd be surprised if the games weren't played in mm. some way shape or form.
3: Yeah I mean that's certainly one thing that, that, that Therese certainly seemed positive on there being a season of some shape um he wasn't necessarily positive about um guys like him or guys like us getting to go to games um but he certainly seems bullish on on their on their being games so um I guess that's one positive thing uh I mean I've seen some of the the um, I can't remember which team it was, but saying that kind of with the restrictions in place they'd have to have a twenty five percent um capacity limit. Yeah, because
1: um, the Chiefs I, announced that Arrowhead was reduced capacity didn't they, kind of the, in the past week but they didn't actually say what that capacity was going to be
2: I don't think it, uh, to be honest I I think it just, for the risk that it's going to take, I think if you're not going to be able to have full capacity stadiums is it worth them being there at all because we've seen the Premier League come back without fans, Do we, do we really really need like 15,000 people in a stadium, like risking each other, risking anybody that's within the vicinity. I think if you want to have a season and you want to do it at all, just do it in the safest manner possible and that may just, well, we just do the whole season behind closed doors.
1: I'd agree with that.
3: Yeah, I think it's very much, uh, it feels a very NFL Thing and if uh, an American sport kind of thing to do is to have a show of force and say no we are having people in this stadium no sign of weakness whatever whatever mm. but I think that certainly the, the tone of the NFL this off season you know the the change in tack on a number of high profile issues has been has been very different to to what we've seen in other years so you know maybe they won't be quite so um, or maybe they'll be more willing to. Um, What's the right word? To, to be flexible in the way that they go about
1: things. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm going to wind things up here because I can hear Margot in the background there telling Duncan <laughs> that she needs some attention. I know, I'm just so...
3: rushing for my mute button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're, we're going to wind up here because we've also got half an hour out of audio from Terrace as well. Uh, so Tomo, thank you very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I really. Duncan, even though you've just muted yourself, <laughs> thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. I'm waving. <laughs> oh yeah, I think yeah. Thank you very much, um, and thanks for listening, folks. We hope you enjoyed um, the podcast this week, and we'll talk to you again soon. So, from one kingdom to another, this is us saying good night for now.